0: Welcome to the weekly message from Rhema Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Well, um,
1: Tony asked me to minister today and I um, knew uh, what... The Lord would have me to share was actually has been kind of cooking there for, uh, for a little while, uh, but probably about three months ago, a word started uh, speaking. I don't know how to say it any different than that. I just kept on hearing this word inside, and, um, and I told Tony about it after I kept on hearing it over and over again. I said, I keep hearing the word protection I keep hearing the word protection, and it is really important to God, and it's really important to us. So, uh, I tried to get him to preach that that, that word that I got, and um, and praise the Lord, he um, he doesn't he he doesn't preach my sermons, you know. He hears from God. He seeks God on his own, and God gives him what he wants him to preach, and I'm so thankful for that, and I respect and honor that. And so, um, and then I was telling the ones that gave, would do communion, I said, just put that word protection in there as an ingredient. Just put that word protection. Uh, You know, we have communion every Sunday, and we emphasize uh, forgiveness of sins, and we forgive. Uh, we emphasize healing, but that certainly isn't the only two things that Jesus' amazing work accomplished for us. Um, but we want to give people an opportunity to make sure of their confidence in, in, in uh, being forgiven of sins and also have an opportunity to receive healing. But we started adding the word protection during communion, but um, as he asked me to minister on this, I just felt like, no, we need to look to the word. How does faith come? Hearing and hearing by the word of God and everything in our kingdom, the kingdom of God that you have been born into. You were born into the family of God when you were born again, but you were also born into a kingdom and Everything in the kingdom of God functions by faith, not by works. You don't earn stuff in this kingdom. You receive it by faith. And so if we're going to function or things are to be activated in this kingdom, then we need to hear what God has to say about it. So today we're going to go to the word about what the Bible has to say about protection and actually... And there'll be a couple more uh, messages at the end of this month that have to do, and we're going to look at these things regarding protection. Today, we'll look at protection being a, a kingdom benefit. And Janine used the word possession. When we know of our position, we also know our possession. Well, uh, so we're going to look that protection is a kingdom possession or benefit, Then the next thing we're going to look at is how to activate that benefit, how to activate kingdom protection. The third thing is different ways that God protects because the Bible shows us there aren't just one or two ways. There's actually different ways in which he protects and it's good that you be aware of them. And Number four is safety or protection for you and your family. So in, in knowing we were going to go this way then, um, I was reminded of protection that I uh, grew up with or came to, to know and understand when I was growing up in eastern Colorado. Uh, in the eight years before, before I graduated from, from high school, my dad pioneered a church in eastern Colorado, which is not the mountains, it's the plains. And in the plains, we have tornadoes. So, what they had in eastern Colorado was uh, everybody had a basement. Everybody had a basement, and then um, on farms they would have a storm cellar, and those um, those were actually really necessary. I like storms. Anybody in here like storms? I mean, you like, I mean, it is such a display of the awesome power of God. I like to see the sky light up, and I love the sound of thunder. Not all dogs do or anything, but I'm telling you, uh, it, it it's really something. But tornadoes aren't something you stand on your front porch to watch. You, you actually want to get to the basement and not in a room with a window so you can see out either. You want to actually get to a place of protection. From eastern Colorado, then, uh, I went to Rema in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, as far as the United States, is, is known and is famous as being the Tornado Alley. So yesterday I was looking at some tornado stories and, and um, you know, storm cellar stories. And, of course, it took you to Oklahoma. And in one day, one time, there were six tornadoes, and they were massive. They can level something in just five seconds. It's just crazy. And um, so I, it was very interesting to see that. And then uh, then I remembered, you know, during the years that Tony and I lived in Italy, we did a lot of ministry in different places of Europe. And it would not be uncommon at all uh, to, um, along with the parking garage, you would see a bomb shelter. Uh, Under the places where people would live would be bomb shelters. Well, who has bomb shelters? Uh, yeah, in 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 our context here, that's unusual. But it is not in the in the older facilities in in Europe that would have experienced World War One and World War Two. Those those places were necessary, very very necessary, and it'd be something that somebody would be aware of to go. Um, here, I'd like to read something that I found. Uh, from a ministry who helps build bomb shelters, actually, in Israel. And this is what they wrote. Uh, Thousands of missiles a year, sometimes hundreds per day, are fired into Israel. You don't hear that on the news, but it's actually a fact. Okay? So thousands of missiles a year and hundreds, sometimes hundreds a day, are fired into Israel. The Eshkol Regional Council lies in southern Israel, bordering the infamous Gaza Strip. When the sirens sound, whether you're a 97-year-old Holocaust survivor or a three-month-old infant, you have 15 seconds to make it into a bomb shelter before an explosion. Fortified bomb shelters in Eshkol region provide more than physical safety. They offer peace of mind, hope for a better tomorrow, and a constant reminder of our Jewish brothers and sisters that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. So, 15 seconds to finish eating your sandwich. 15 seconds to finish whatever it is you're watching on TV? 15 seconds to finish hanging stuff on the line? Maybe the last time you ever hang anything on the line. No, 15 seconds to drop anything and everything you were doing in that moment and get to the storm cellar or get to the bomb shelter. So then I listened to different um Sirens or alarms that are from around the world, and some of each country has their own sound. Let's listen to what um, Australia has. Australia has its own sound. See if you recognize this. Yeah. So about two seconds before that stopped, you were ready for that to stop. (laughs) It's not a lovely sound. It's not, and I found from all the different kinds of of sirens and alarms that that go off in all the countries of the world, none of them are pretty. You wouldn't put them on your musical playlist. They're not something that can blend in with the normal sound of the day. It's not meant to. It's actually meant to slap you across your consciousness and change whatever it is that you are thinking about and help you to realize that the most primary thing for you to do is get to a place of safety. All right? So on a very smaller level than from bomb shelters or storm shelters would be insurance. Insurance also uh, provides protection. If you wait to get insurance till the time you need insurance, you've waited too long. Isn't that true? I have uh, a a very dear friend in my life. uh, She was a roommate of mine. She was 18 at the time that she became my roommate. And um, she was raised in an affluent home. Her father was a prominent surgeon in, um, in the state that she grew up in. She'd never made a bed. She never had put a dish in the dishwasher. She, everything in her home was done by, by uh, paid help. And uh, they just had all kinds of toys and fun and, and uh, vacation homes and stuff like that. Well, her father was uh, in his doctor's office and he was uh, seeing a patient. And as a doctor, he recognized the signs and the symptoms of a coming stroke in his own body. The last thing that he said before he lost his ability to speak was check the insurance policy. It had expired. I can't remember how many days. It wasn't very many days before he had the stroke. So when he actually needed the insurance, he didn't have it. And because this happened um, in America, where you don't want to, you don't want to stub your toe <laughs> if you don't have insurance. You, you sure don't want to have a stroke if you don't have insurance. And we we, we don't understand that that. Kind of system here. But oh my, it wasn't too long at all till they were selling s- ski mobiles, skis, cameras, they were selling boats, then they started selling houses. They sold everything, and by the time my my dear friend came to live. She came to Raymond to go to school. She had a nice car, but she was buying her petrol with change that she could find anywhere. It was terrible. Insurance can be a really important thing, and you don't need it until you need it. And you better have it when you need it. Tony and I got... I haven't always had insurance because we were just amazed by the normal care here, you know. Wow, it's just amazing. But anyway, we got insurance a couple years ago, and during a conversation around our table on Tuesday with a team, our team there, and somehow I got to talking with Lindy, and and um, I realized I had never. I didn't know what to do with my insurance. I had it, but I had never used it. And, and when we got it and Tony gave me my card, it came with a whole printout of what you could do and you could even go online and see what you could do with that insurance. But I never read it. I, I, I didn't know. Please help me out. Does anybody in here not read everything that comes to you official in the, you know? Yeah. It's just like, oh, I cannot even be bothered. So I, I had never used it. I didn't even know the first thing to do to use it. I didn't know. I came to realize that I had actually could have used it and didn't use it. So uh, she showed me what to do. She kind of talked me through, and walked me through, and boy, howdy doody, ticking it off. Got my teeth cleaned. And, you know, you do what every, oh, there's so many different benefits you can, you can use. So and, uh, and so I have. And um, you have to know, you can have a policy, but you have to actually know how to activate it. Well in this wonderful kingdom of God that you and I are citizens of, there is a protection policy, but it has to be activated. Some people just, they don't even know, they, they, don't, they don't know. Or then they don't know how to activate it. So that's what we're talking about today. And then two other, two other times that we talk about protection Because I've heard it in here, he wants you to know what belongs to you and how to activate it. He wants you to know. So, that's what we're going to do. Romans uh, 10, you know, it's the famous uh, verses of scripture regarding being born again. Verse 13 says, call on the name of the Lord and you shall be, and it uses the words, the word saved. Well, saved obviously means, you know, saved from eternity without God, which that's huge, but it does not only mean that. And so you have to look at the Greek meaning of saved, which is the word sozo in the word in the Greek language. And we see that it means to save, deliver, or protect literally or figuratively to heal. And I think that we've come to know that save, uh, the word sozo or to be saved includes your healing. That's a part of your benefits, all right? It means to save, preserve, do well, uh, be or make whole. And then the Thayer's Greek lexicon, which is another help for people who don't know Greek like me, but this is a definition. It's means to save, keep safe and sound, to rescue or preserve from danger or destruction. That's protection. That's protection. When you called on the name of the Lord, you've been saved. This belongs to you, but it has to be activated. It's not forced upon you. It's like having insurance, praise the Lord. We didn't buy this protection insurance or policy from the kingdom of God. Everything, again, in the kingdom is activated by faith. You don't earn God's protection. You believe. So to get, to get what we need to activate um, to activate our protection policy in the kingdom of God, we need to go to the Word. Of course, we go to the Word. Anything we need to know what God is thinking or the way God does things, you don't go to the TV, you don't go to periodicals, you don't got, ask you know somebody that you know has, has all kind of uh, uh, amazing experience, no, you go to the Word. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing. By the word. So today we are literally going to soak in a bunch of words. Is that okay? On the subject of protection, because he wants you to know what he has to say about your protection. All right. So the first thing we want to see is that God actually protects. Genesis 15:1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. Next verse of scripture, Psalms 3.3. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You're the glory, the one who holds my head high. Next verse, Psalms 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength. And my shield, I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. uh In Psalms 33 in verse 20, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalms 84 and verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who who walk uprightly. Psalms 115 and verse 11 says, you who fear the Lord, that means respect or trust, honor him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. My loving kindness and my fortress, Psalms 144, verse 2. My high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge. Psalms 144 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation said, He is my loving ally. That's a nice way to talk of him, eh? And my fortress, my tower of safety, my rescuer, he is my shield. Let's go to Deuteronomy 33 and verse 29. How blessed are you, O Israel? Who else is like you? A people saved by the Lord. He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will stomp on their backs. 2 Samuel 22, verse 3. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, the place of my safety or my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. Now, there were other verses of Scripture. These are some ones, and there's a lot. They nearly say the same thing. Anytime you see the word of God saying the same thing over and over and over, just turn the volume up every time another verse until that verse is like a siren. That verse of Scripture is big. So because God said this so many times, it is a huge part of our salvation package. Now, notice from all those verses of Scripture, remember... It said over and over and over. He is my shield. It does not say he gives a shield. He himself is the shield. He is the protection. That means... That if you want protection or the protection of God, it isn't something that he's going to give to you and you run on your way with it. If you want protection of God, then scoot in. Scoot in. Protection is actually in him and in his presence. Now how? How is it activated? Lindy helped me to to find out how do I activate my insurance? What do I do? What do I do? What do I need to do? And then I I practiced it. I started seeing how easy it was. I didn't have to depend on Lindy. I didn't have to uh, depend on my husband to do it for me. I learned to do it all by myself. I tell you, it's a real satisfying thing at age 63 to learn new tricks. (laughs) So how do you activate this kingdom protection? Psalm 17 and verse 7. O you who save those who trust in you. Now the verses of Scripture before that we've been reading are just about God and what he does, the potential of what he does. But this says he saved those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Psalms 18 and verse 30. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Psalms 18 and verse 30 in the New Living Translation, God's way is perfect. All of his promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. Keep going. Proverbs 30 and verse 5, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Now, more specific, getting a little bit more specific about this, Psalms 31 and verse 19 says, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection. We're looking at how you activate kingdom protection blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. Is this amazing? Such glorious protection. Now, let's look at another one. Psalms 2 and verse 12, blessed are the, all those who put their trust in him. Psalms 56 and verse 3, but when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. W- why have we underlined, emboldened, made such a big deal about these words? who trust in or who put their trust or who come to God for protection. What is that? Why is that so activating? Because your trust is something only you can give to God. God cannot extract it from you. You can't give it for somebody else. Your trust is very personal to you. It's like your passcode on your insurance policy for the kingdom your trust trust is something your trust is something that you can put wherever you want to put it in fact it's you can have trust in one thing and your trust and put put it in something else your, your trust can be all over the shop you say but i'm a christian isn't then that, that just mean that my trust is in god No more than just because you have an insurance policy, it means that it's constantly activated. No. Trust is how you activate what God has has secured for you through what Jesus did for you. It's not automatic. Why? Because your trust as a Christian can be in something other than God. Really? Really? Yeah, mine has been at different times. I've had to, I've had to, uh, uh, to get my trust in the, wrong, in the right place. So we're going to talk about that. What are some places? Well, here's some benefits that will happen. Uh, here's some benefits that happen for people who do put their trust in the Lord. Listen to Psalms 5, 37 verse 5. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he'll help you. You don't have to beg his help. Put your trust there and you get his help. That's exactly what happens. Help comes. You will keep him in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust the Lord. It goes ahead and tells us, gives us a hint to do, to do it. So trust the Lord always, for the Lord God is an eternal rock. Don't all believers Just automatically trust him? No. Where are some places we can have our trust misplaced? Psalms 146 and verse 3. Tony mentioned this uh, some Sundays ago. Um, This verse of scripture, it says, Do not put your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. Having a wonderful nation and wonderful government is a wonderful thing. Uh, And we're instructed to pray, instructed to honor, but nowhere in Scripture does it tell you to trust a government. Trust is a sacred thing that is like worship. And it will connect you to whatever you put your trust in. He tells us here don't put your trust in princes. Pray, we just did. But don't put your trust there. Nor in the son of man in whom there's no help. Let's look at another one. Psalms 44 in verse 6 and 7. It says for I will not trust in my bow, nor shall I trust my sword. Or sh- nor shall my sword save me. So for us, this is almost you know that hardly that hardly even relates because who is depending on a bow and a sword to save our lives? None of us. But David, on the other hand, we can kind of learn from his life. He did trust. Um, he talked about his trust in God. In fact, he was one wrote a whole lot about putting his trust in the Lord he developed great skill in his weapons it started with a sling amazing he was he was scary good with a sling he killed a giant with a rock and then he upskilled to swords and spears and all kind of stuff he was a man of war and yet he said when i go into war I am not trusting in my sword and I am not trusting in my bow. My trust goes to the only one who deserves it, and that is God. A bow and a sword is a tool, but it is not God. A government can be a tool, but it is not, nor will it ever be God. God. Man can be a blessing to you. People uh, with great, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're professional in their area, can be tools of blessing or a channel of blessing, but they are never God. So let's go to another one. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Use your knowledge. Think. Study. Learn. But don't deify your brain. Don't deify your experience. It's good. God uses it. But when you run out of your own understanding, there's still God, (laughs) there's still hope. Mark 10, verse 24, and the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Of course it's true. You can't buy your way into the kingdom of God. You can't buy your way into the family of God. You don't bribe God, but neither do you navigate in this kingdom with money. You can't trust riches Put your trust in your superannuation. You don't put your trust in your job, in your salary. You don't put your trust in anything that is, it is man-made, human, humanly uh, upheld. No, they're tools, and they can be channels of blessing. But if this whole world were to rock... There is a God who supplies, and he meets our need according to his riches in glory. So our trust is put in him. There have been people who had unspeakable wealth, huge wealth, and in, the, in World War II, in one day, lost it all and moved in from their beautiful homes and all of their possessions into a ghetto. You don't put your trust and your dependence and your security in anything other than God. Let's keep going. Isaiah 30 in verse 1 and 2. What sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord, you make plans that are contrary to mine. You make alliances not directed by my spirit, thus piling up your sins. For without consulting me, you've gone down to Egypt for help. Egypt can represent this cosmos, the ways of this world. You go to Egypt for help, you have put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You have tried to hide in his shade. Now there can be there can be wonderful provisions that are made, you know, in this world system and in different things that we use and utilize. The grocery stores for for instance. And all different kinds of things. There's wonderful things. But our trust is always kept in the Lord for protection. Now, so what do we trust in? It says that we put our trust in the Lord. Let's get a little bit more specific. Exactly what are we trusting when we trust in the Lord? In Psalms 20, in verse 7, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. Again, this is taken from a man of war, where these kind of things are very essential to survive and make it. And yet, he said, I will always trust in God's unfailing love. Wow. Seems a lot more softer than chariots and horses, the muscles of a horse and the strength of a chariot, and then, but he put his faith in God's unfailing love, then it must be stronger. Notice that he didn't say that he put his faith or his trust in his own unfailing love for God. You don't put your trust in your own devotion to God. Yes, we love God. But our trust is not in our devotion to God. Our trust is in his devotion to us. Praise the name of the Lord. It makes you steady and strong. Let's look at Psalms 52 and verse 8. But I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. That's 52 and verse 8. Let's go to Psalms 119 verse 42. Then I can answer those who taunt me. For I trust in your word. Praise the Lord. I've 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 only had some challenging situations in my life, and I have had challengings, and I've walked with people who have had other kinds of challenging. But I tell you what, during a time when things are shaking in your life you want it that you're not standing on sinking sand you want to be standing on a firm foundation and that is the word of God the Bible says that heaven and earth can pass away not just different ways that the world is done and, and the way that you know society's carried on no no this verse of scripture says, Heaven and earth can pass away, but His word will never pass away. You tie your confidence, your, your security to the word of God. So, how do you put your trust? We've looked in what do you put in, your trust in? How do you put your trust in God? Well, Psalms ninety-one in the Amplified gives us some really good things here. Don't we love Psalms ninety-one? That's our our big go-to for our big go-to for um, dangerous situations. I remember when we went to Israel one time. Well, and the and the time also that we went to. Um, um, Moscow and a couple other places in the Soviet Union Um, and this was before it unraveled. The Soviet Union was very communistic and it was very whatever. I remember every morning before we would do what we were going to do that way day and we weren't there as tourists. Well we kind of were it seemed. But we were actually there on a mission. And what we would read before we would leave, before we would do anything, we would go to Psalms 91. And on purpose, we would do Psalms 91. I remember uh, when we went to Israel one time, uh, I've been there more than once, but this one time I remember in particular, we wanted to go to, I can't remember where it was, but it was a dangerous area, and they said, don't go there. And um, But the lady, I was going with Billy Brim at that time, as she she said, oh no, we, we do want to go there. We feel like we're supposed to go. They, they said, well, you'd need to take a bulletproof bus if you're going to go in there, and we were like, yes, let's do that. So, uh, but before we would, uh, as we were just pulling out of the hotel, we were taking Psalms 91, not just, you know, just taking it for granted because I've got the insurance card, it's going to work for me. No, you have to appropriate kingdom protection and you do it by faith and we're going to see how to do it in this verse of Scripture. So I remember we were, we were, we were driving through this one area, and some, some uh, guys uh, surrounded the bus and started stoning the bus. Oh, my. It was exciting. Yeah. But if you know you're in protection, there was not one of us on that bus that was afraid, not even afraid. And Billy was sitting in front of me and I she was she was doing a radio podcast that was recording it and she said, right now, listeners, we're being stoned. And I could tell there was excitement in her voice. If you don't have this kind of protection, all I can tell you is hide. Get yourself in a closet. Bring yourself in there, some crackers, some tins of tuna, and stay there until you die. Because the world, we don't know what in the world it's going to be looking like. All I know is I heard in my heart the word protection. If we have kingdom protection, we can carry on kingdom mission. Hallelujah. We can do whatever God tells us to do. We can go wherever he tells us to go. We can say whatever he wants us to say to whoever he wants us to say it because we have kingdom protection. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So let's. I'll read, and, and uh, Andrew, if you can come. Andrew um, and the worship team, if you can come in just a moment here. Um, Psalms 91. And verse one, he who dwells in the secret place, I'm reading in the Amplified, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High on Sunday mornings for an hour and a half. No. Who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. Not just my parents' God. Not just my friends' God. Not just somebody else's God. He's mine. He is my God. My God. On him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then... He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Then, I like the amplified because it uses this word then. Then when? When I say of the Lord. How do you do it? Look guys, how do I move this Kleenex box from here to here? It's not it's not a work of, it's not a feat of tremendous energy. It's not an aerobic exercise. It's not amazing, it, an amazing thing I've done. I just move it from here to here. How do you move your trust if it's in the wrong thing? If your trust is in your head, if your trust is in your own ability, if your trust is in somebody, if your trust is in your money and what you've saved, if your trust is in your job, if your trust is in your in the, in the government, if your trust is in the ways of the world, if your trust is someplace, how do you move it from there? This verse of Scripture says, I can say of the Lord, God has made your tongue with the ability to steer your heart trust is a worship that only God deserves so the writer of this psalm said say of the Lord you are my refuge my fortress my God I trust in you how do you actify, activate kingdom protection? Say it. So we're going to say it. Today, communion. Could you please help me? Thank you, love. Get your communion. We're going to take communion today. This is one of the ways you can activate your, your um, protection plan. Praise the Lord. Get the bread out. And hold it in your hand and look at it because it represents Jesus' precious body. Say this after me. It's important you say it. Thinking doesn't activate it. Uh uh. Not this covenant. You believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth. So say this Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your precious body that you sacrificed for me. In your body, you took everything wrong with me and gave me everything right about you. In your body, you carried every curse. You became the curse. And I believe in the protection that your precious sacrifice provided for me. I take it right now and I say of you, you are my protection. Amen. Chew it on purpose. Believe it. It's becoming a part of you used to be on this little thing and now it's in you. Mm -hmm. Use it as a way to use your faith. Now open up the open up the the cup which represents his blood and say this dear Lord Jesus thank you for your pure blood It has power to forgive to cleanse to lift restore and unite me with everything in God's purpose for me. I believe that it has power to protect me just as it did before the children of Israel left Egypt and it protected and saved their lives I believe your blood has power to protect me and I take it now in faith Amen Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Now you can say it like that. That's one of the ways you can take it and activate your um, your protection and you can sing it. Let's sing. or if you're here today and you're not in the kingdom, you say, how can I get in? And the same way Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you actually have to be born again. That just means to believe that what Jesus did on the cross, he actually did for you and because of your sins. Pray this prayer with me across the room, please. Dear Heavenly Father thank you so much for your love for me that you gave away for me to come to you and I do today I believe that Jesus died for my sins and that you raised him from the dead and that he is alive today and I'm asking him to live in my heart. Jesus, I call you my Lord. And I put my trust in you as my refuge, my safe place. Amen.
0: If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.